Lyrics of the Hub, your fan cast, brought to you by TV Series Hub. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nurks of the Hub. I am your host for today, Heaven. I am joined by co-host Uber. Hey there. And our very special guest, you may have noticed him in the credits for the entire Stargate franchise, or Travelers, <laughs> now available on Netflix. This is Brad Wright. Hi. How are you doing? We are so excited to have you on. We are big time fans of both the entire Stargate franchise and Travelers. And I want to start with a very important question, and that is, how does it feel to finally be Twitter verified? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That I, it, I, I wanted it so that I could potentially reach more people, but also, also uh, somebody did impersonate me once uh, years and years ago, and it's been happening to people, and, and I kind of wanted it just to make sure that somebody pretending to, to be me didn't say horrible things on Twitter, so Netflix made it oh, good. Yay. Nice. <laughs> I'm a big fan of reporting false accounts. I think it's, uh, you know, it's really a bummer that people do things like that and you never know how they're interacting with people, but nobody wants to be misrepresented. So I am definitely a fan of uh, blocking and reporting all of those fake accounts when they come by. Yes. Yes. Me too. So... It's kind of hard not to start with the giant that is Stargate, especially for both of us being just really big-time fans of the entire series, uh, shows, movies included. Um, I want to pass it over to Uber and let her fangirl on you just a little bit. <laughs> I, I just have to, because Stargate SG-1 was my first major fandom. Um, so this is super thrilling. And I just want to have this chance to say thank you, you know, for, for the role you played into uh, bringing the show, this whole franchise, this whole universe, uh, pun intended, just to, into existence and giving us that thank you from all of our hearts. And I'm with that, you, you have to know, so many fans are wanting to see some ray of sunshine, some glimmer of hope, yay verily, that maybe that there could be some Stargate in our future. And I had seen a video where at a convention there was talk potentially of maybe some future discussions with regard to the future of the Well, that's franchise? all true. Um, <laughs> that's all true. Uh, what, what, happened with, uh, what happened with Stargate Universe is uh, MGM went through a major restructuring, um, basically a structured bankruptcy um, that changed everybody. Like uh, everyone who I knew at MGM simply was gone within a month of this event wow. so there was nobody uh and and so e even sci-fi who who wanted to talk about a third season um uh or at least have the conversation uh really had no one that they could talk to it was kind of sad and uh, it was kind of a perfect storm of not great ratings and uh studio disappearing so um cut cut uh, several years later and uh mgm is is recognized has recognized that uh they have a genuine franchise uh, in their hands, and, and they're looking at it quite seriously. And so our first conversation was after Stargate Origins, which I, uh, they had reached out to interview me for the 20th anniversary, which would have been lovely, but I said, I'm surprised you want to talk to me since you seem uh, in your latest effort to be trying to avoid uh, Stargate SG-1 canon, anything that, that I had, and, you know, contributed. 
And uh, that may have been so, but they have since changed their mind. And so uh, we've had conversations about what may or may not be able to happen going forward. And and it's sort of starting from scratch in so many ways and very much in the uh, acknowledgement that uh, whatever the next step forward is, it has to be of a certain quality and and uh, and honor you know the several hundred hours of of uh show that's already out there i don't mean honor i mean acknowledge it so um and they agree and that's really still where we are uh i i i don't expect and certainly don't anyone expect uh another television show uh to appear around the corner uh, but stargate uh is an important part of their um of their library and so uh Maybe we'll think of something. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. We're working on it. I feel like we can put some confidence in you to come up with something. You have uh, have a good history of, quote unquote, coming up with something pretty well for us. <laughs> you know, uh, SD1 was over 20 years ago at this point uh, when we when we pitched it and I mean I I remember very fondly um, those days of uh, going down to to Showtime and and pitching the series funny story on that front um, halfway through the pitch the fire alarm in the building went off and so uh, we all had to leave the office and I thought this is the worst possible thing that could happen in a pitch and we get down to the parking garage where uh, Jerry Offsay the then president of Showtime uh, very uh, put out by this whole event uh, we're, we're all held together in a group and, and he's about a foot taller than me and he just looks straight down his nose at me and he, and he says okay go on <laughs> so I, I completed the pitch uh, in a parking garage uh, during a fire alarm and they bought the show so maybe that should happen for every pitch it, it, maybe it was a good omen I would be happy um, to but, pull that uh, emergency cord for you next time you have a pitch you let me know where and when <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, it is tough to pitch, but uh, that was a very long time ago, a very unusual situation, and 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 the fact is, uh, it was a bit of a fait accompli because MGM had a output deal with Showtime, and and uh, and so Showtime didn't order a pilot, they didn't order an episode, they didn't order a series, they ordered forty four episodes, wow. which is an incredibly oh. unusual. Uh, gift uh, to any writer producer and before the end of season one they ordered another 44 so we knew we were doing four seasons which allowed us to plan ahead and 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 essentially put more money on the screen um, than we would have otherwise uh, by buying some things that we normally would have rented etc and uh, sorry producer talk but it was um, <laughs> it was a giant part of my life and I and I and I can't ignore it, and I wouldn't want to ignore it, uh, but I, I'm thrilled and excited to be doing Travelers because it is so different. It is so, uh, there's no rubber-faced English-speaking aliens in Travelers, and so it makes me uh, uh, exercise a whole different set of muscles. It's more of a drama, and, I, and, I, and I'm really enjoying writing that. One thing I noticed in watching Travelers is I love looking at the credits, and I was so excited to see so many names that I had long associated with the Stargate franchise involved in, in front of, and behind the scenes uh, for for travelers uh, like I don't know Terrell Rothery, Tom McBeath, Martin Wood, and oh yeah Amanda Tapping, uh, which you know that was so exciting to see. Not only obviously seeing her on screen, but as directing 
uh, several episodes. Super excited about that. And then um, I just wanted to know if there was somebody else from the Stargate universe that you'd like to maybe, if there were a season four of Travelers, who would you like to see potentially, you know, spitballing uh, on the show? Honestly, uh, the, the, the fact that there's people I like to work with and, and will continue to work with uh, has nothing to do with the fact that they um, were on Stargate. They're just sure. good actors, good directors, good, good people that, I, that are in my world that I, that I love to work with. So, uh, and I've, I've, I mean, I think Amanda's been in almost everything I've ever done. Uh, she was too young to, to work on my early career, but uh, as soon as she could, she was uh, she was in SG One and in all the Stargate shows. And um, you know, Andy Andy Makita is a spectacular director. I love working with him. Will Waring, great director. Uh, I mean, but there's a lot of changes too. I mean, we have a whole new set of writers, and because uh, all of my Stargate writers and are all showrunners in their own right and have their own shows. Uh, there was a lot of new blood too, uh, as far as cast is concerned. I mean, hell, I, I, uh, I you know, I, I put Gary Jones in this in this season. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I promised Jackie Samuda, who plays Nirti, uh, a, a part at some point. Uh, Got to get her on the show. Um, it's it's a it's a question of the role and casting. You know, I mean, we we have our core cast for the show, which are which are mainly not they're all new people. But you know, if if uh, if a part comes along and 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 you know someone in town uh, as long and as well as I know them, you know, you're gonna you're gonna put them in the show. Um, it's just natural. It's it's uh, they're they're a lot of them have learned learned their craft by being guest stars on Stargate for so many years over and over and over again. So uh, it's it's no doubt that uh, I'd want to use them again. There are, I'm sure there are more, and I, and I, we can only, you know, we can only hope to have the opportunity to, to, to see if we can include more. It depends on the part. Patrick Gilmore oh, yes. uh, is the best example uh, of, of somebody I worked with on Stargate. Um, well, and Jan Spence. I mean, I love both of them, and, and, and uh, those were parts that were not necessarily heavily recurring parts in Stargate Universe, but I just loved their performances, and their parts got bigger and bigger, so that in season two, I mean, there was, there was whole arcs for them. Um, uh, so when, when, um, when I wrote David, I, I, wrote, I wrote it with Patrick's voice in my head. I wrote, I wrote it with Patrick in mind, and it, for his audition, he was in his car outside, and I walked by and saw him, and he said, Brad, because I hadn't seen him in a while. And he said, uh, "Yeah, I'm auditioning for your show." And I said, "You're not. You're not auditioning. The part is yours. I've I've written it for you. Just don't screw it up." <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he went white and uh, came in and nailed it. Of course, because uh, he's a wonderful actor and and uh, terrific. So Jen Spence, same thing. I I, I went I, the original part of Grace the, as the guidance counselor. Uh, we knew was going to morph in season one into into this other character, um, uh, still Grace, but but uh, in the body of a traveler, and and uh, very different character than the nice, kind guidance counselor who was trying to help Trevor. Uh, so in her audition, I said, "This isn't a simple part. This is a really this is a very complicated part." And and and. Uh, and uh, I and I knew she could do both sides of that character. That's very difficult. That's one of the things of this show that attracted, I think, attracted uh, so so many great actors. Um, 
even to audition. Mackenzie Porter uh, as Marcy is so strong, but she's really playing multiple characters. Yeah. Uh, and being able to have a, find a young actor who can who can do that uh, uh, with with serious believability. I mean, it's it's hard to do. Um, to commit to someone with uh, mental challenges that Marcy had when she, when we met her, and then and then she was so good at that. I, I, re I reprised the character in uh, in season two in, in the uh, tenth episode, and and uh, she was amazing. She was amazing. Finding a young actor um, like uh, Jared who could play Trevor. Uh, I remember Netflix saying, "How are you going to find a, a, a you know somebody who can play sixteen but is really the." an old soul and I said I don't know well I guess we'll look and Jared Abrahamson was uh, was the man and he just nailed the audition I love hearing all of that background I feel like pretty much every character in Travelers is a really dynamic character hardly anybody plays just one person and I, I have no idea what you're looking for when you cast these people but you're <laughs> Thank you. I have to give Maureen Webb, our casting director, a, a huge ton of the credit because uh, I can't cast them in, until she puts them in front of me. And, you know, I, I, uh, I've had to say uh, to her a couple of times uh, that uh, to knock it off because she's given me too many good choices. But um, I'm not kidding. I said, problem. would you stop it? <laughs> it's a classy problem for a, for a producer. Um, but, I mean, it also puts other actors in front of you that you think of for other characters down the line. Um, uh, it's the, the, the character uh, who ended up uh, being the Carrie character in 17 Minutes was a very, very difficult person to cast, and I could have cast two or three of the, of the people she brought in. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also a testament to, to the uh, Canadian talent pool. I mean... I've been doing this for a very long time, tw uh, 25 years, uh, and uh, er, you know, early on when we were casting for Neon Rider, um, it was there. Were, there just wasn't a thousand actors uh, to choose from. It was uh, a relatively small talent pool, and uh, not that there's a thousand now, but uh, you know, for any given role, but uh, it's certainly a rich, a rich environment to uh, to tap from. It's fabulous. Is everyone Canadian on the show? Yep. Nice. <laughs> yep. I'm very proud of that. Uh, we, I mean, I have nothing against Americans or British people. <laughs> I have a rule, and I, 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 I've said this before, I have a rule, and that is um, I look here first. Uh, and uh, if, uh, if you find everybody you're looking for, why the hell would you keep looking? Hey, it's um, okay to locally because source your actors as well. <laughs> Well, I, I, I did this with Stargate. Um, uh, there was a, a, a serious uh, view, and may, maybe arguably because of the shortness of the talent pool, uh, justified. But I, I brought in um, uh, Canadian talents above the line uh, on Stargate and, and because uh, American studios were just afraid they weren't going to find people up here. And I'd say, of course, you know, of course, there's talented people in Canada. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And um, especially with writers and directors. And uh, eventually we ended up with an all-Canadian writing staff as well. Sounds like you were proving a little bit of a point there. I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I have worked in, in, in the States, but only, uh, only as in the writer's room for uh, 
what ultimately was a show that ended up being shot in Canada. And I would rather work in Canada. I'm a Canadian. I'm, I'm proudly Canadian. And to try to keep an industry going here, uh, it, 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 I'm as proud of that as I am anything I've ever written. It's to, just to, you know, to keep something going in Canada, to keep to, to participate in an industry in Canada, because it's hard. It could go away. There's no guarantees that, uh, that there will be um, Canadian film and television in the future unless Canadians make stuff that's good enough for the world to buy. And I think it, it just takes folks like you to make it a point to do so. There is, there's tons of good stuff coming out of Canada right now, but we're so used to Hollywood being where it's at that maybe people don't necessarily think go to Canada for A, B, or C. But I really feel like you and a few others are starting to change that a bit. At the very least, uh, it's just in the back of my mind now that we need to play nice with Canada so we don't have to wait until three seasons are out before we get your stuff. <laughs> Ultimately, too, it takes like uh, it takes a little. It takes guys like Eric McCormack who who happily uh, went down to uh, America and um, and did Will and Grace, but but remembered that he's Canadian, and so when when he got a call. Uh, he was completely open to the possibility of coming home and doing a show here uh, because he's still a proudly Canadian actor. And and uh, I had worked with him <laughs> many years ago on a, on the on an Outer Limits episode that I, I produced and uh, and uh, had been waiting honestly for the opportunity again. I I, I wrote. McLaren with his voice in my head because I hoped I could offer it to him and and uh, not thinking he would say yes uh, and when when he responded to the material I went this is fabulous this is great and we we hit it off instantly we I, we remembered working together and that it was a good experience and it's been a great partnership to be perfectly honest he he's directed uh, uh, episodes in seasons two he directed our uh, premiere of season three and he'll direct next year if we get, if we get another chance he's uh, He's uh, smart and uh, the best number one in a call sheet anyone could ask for. Oh, look at that. I, I, I almost want to high-five you for that. Not that I know him personally, but he's just <laughs> so lovely and such uh, great at his art that it just makes me feel warm fuzzies inside to hear the other side of the coin, that he's not just great on screen, he's just as fabu behind screen as well. Well, it's even it's even it's even bigger than that. I mean, yes, he's great on screen. Yes, he's uh, a wonderful guy. But it's the it's the um, it's the leading by example. I mean, when you have a young cast and you have a, 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 a every show has a limited budget. Don't you know? I don't care how much money you have; it's never enough. But but you know, season one especially, we were we were struggling a little bit to to make a show uh, because we had uh, issues. Uh, a little bit with the Canadian dollar rising during production, and um, uh, again, producer talk. Forgive me, but it made it difficult. And um, and so, getting your day, which meaning meaning, uh, uh, getting all the the, the uh, pages that you need to shoot on a, on a given day done, um, 
requires your actors to show up ready, uh, completely prepared, uh, knowing what their character wants and needs to do that day so that you're not learning the lines as you shoot. It, it, it adds hours and hours to shooting days, and, of course, that adds uh, sometimes millions of dollars. And Eric is the most uh, prepared professional uh, uh, guy you could ever possibly want to work with. It's off book, walks in, knows what he wants, knows what he has to say, uh, and all the all the relatively young cast around him had to snap too if they weren't prepared, because here's the uh, highest paid number one on the call sheet guy who who's got more material than they they do, and he knows it cold. So uh, they learn pretty quick. Get your get your act together and and, and uh, be ready for work. And that allows us to put a better show on the screen, quite simply. And what a great lesson to teach actors. It's it doesn't get any better than that. This podcast is brought to you by TVSeriesHub.tv, your site for entertainment news, reviews, and interviews. Now back to the show. We're going to go into some spoilers for season three okay. of Travelers um, in just a moment. So I want to give people an opportunity to hear this next question and then we're going to go pretty spoilery heavy. But I had seen a video where you talked about how uh, you sort of your, your process works with a whiteboard. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that fascinating. Um, it's just from a creative standpoint. And I just love the idea of, of y'all with the whiteboard and kind of sketching out ideas. And you said that you could spin anything. Uh, and and it, <laughs> I said, that's my uh, flaw. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I know the question you're going to ask and we'll get to it. But the flaw is if somebody comes with an idea uh, and they're excited about it, whether or not it's a good idea, I will give. I will, I will run with it for a while, and I will spin anything. And and um, uh, Paul Mully, who was on Stargate for years with me, uh, used to you know make you know make a joke. Okay, there's a monkey. There's a dog. Okay, okay. Well, what can we do? <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's it's you know. Sometimes being a, a little too enthusiastic can can lead you down rabbit holes. Let's put it that way. Ah. Um, but uh, again, you can learn from those rabbit holes if you have a little time. It can it can actually it can actually lead the story down the road. Uh, but back to what you were saying, I I actually pitched pitched. Uh, when I went in uh, back to Netflix to talk about what I would do in the event of a season three, I pitched that whole arc and that whole ending right down to hi i'm david um and uh it was uh it was um it was a great moment it was a really great moment because uh i could see the looks on their faces and then i pitched what ends up being the 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 final card the final uh card's not a card it's an animation uh uh with the with the um Begin, which I quite like because that harkens back to uh, Let's Begin, which is McLaren's last line of episode one of season one. Um, so in a way, it, what it does is it closes a door and it, and it, and it, and it uh, finishes something and hopefully a satisfying way while keeping the door wide open for all of those same characters to come back and play again. Just brilliant. And that's, of course, my, that's of course my intention. That's... I mean, applause. Brilliant. 
Thank you. Amazing. (laughs) I love it. I I have to admit, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to end something that doesn't have to end. And uh, very rarely have I succeeded in that. And uh, I I think this time around, I was pretty, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. and, and I think it's creatively satisfying, even though uh, there are a number of people who are deeply angry with me <laughs> uh, until the last scene, uh, but uh, I understand that. Yeah, I was tweeting you as I was watching it, and I knew you couldn't say anything, even if you saw those tweets, but it somehow made me feel better. I saw them. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? What's wrong with you? I wanted I wanted everybody to to care. It's important. Uh, I love it when I'm on a uh, watching a show and and I'm with it uh, uh, so 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 invested that you know it's like oh my god and then you know that there's a big twist and it, it's that's what that's what good entertainment should do. Absolutely. I, I, I was texting my friend at the same time like. Oh my, he had already finished it, you know, just, oh my God. And he's like, tell me when you get to this part. Tell me when you finished it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I have to admit, I was dying for the season to go up because we finished the damn thing in, um, in July, really. Well, actually, no, it took until September to, to finish all the post-production. But we finished shooting in, in, uh, in mid-July. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and so it's a bit of a long wait. Uh, and it went, in prior series uh, seasons, we, uh, we, had, uh, we were up at least one episode at a time on Showcase. And, uh, and so it was a bit of an exciting wait on December 14th uh, to, for it to, to all drop worldwide all at once and, and see the reaction. There was one guy uh, who tweeted, just finished season three, wow, or whatever he said, that was amazing, something very positive and glowing. And and I had waited until, I think it was like 7.30 in the morning uh, Pacific time, uh, which was almost exactly the amount of time it would take if you watched it straight through without stopping. Wow. So... Uh, I, I was thought, well, I, there's no point in looking before that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, somebody had binged the entire thing in seven and a half hours. And uh, it blew me away. I think if I had a weekend day available, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> it's a bingeable show. And we kind of learned as we were going to, to how to make it more bingeable. And... Uh, and uh, that's the fun of Netflix. That's the fun of writing for Netflix. It's it's a different animal. You don't have to write to commercials or or you know try to bring them back or remind them what happened last week uh, because they just probably looked at it an hour ago. Right. Uh, it's a it's a different way of making television, and I quite enjoy it. Well, I got to tell you, um, we uh, had Patrick Gilmore as a guest uh, for Nurse of the Hub, and. I kept hearing, you really need to see this show. They've just released uh, season three. You need to watch it. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, Brad Rice Pine. Oh, okay, I've got to watch that. So I went ahead and I just basically carved out a couple of days where I binged the whole thing from start to finish. And I was floored. And I was like, we just have to see if we can get <laughs> Brad to talk to us about Travelers because this is crazy i love the show it's so intense um and i I, I, back to the whiteboard thing i wanted to know was 
the conclusion of season three was that whole arc the wildest initial idea that you had for the show or is there something else that was even wilder that you didn't know if it was workable at first but sort of came back to it a couple of times and then go, oh yeah that'll work well there there were a couple of things um that were pretty wild uh we i knew we wanted to get david in on a, on a mission um that was a goal and um uh, but, but what we end up doing to him was it, it was frankly it scared me i thought oh god this is too much it was sneaky um, as hell <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> it's like it's like uh no yay no yay over and over again exactly. and um, exactly and uh that's that, that's pretty risky i mean and and kind of uh I don't want to say obnoxious, but uh, close to it. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it takes it takes uh, a performer as grounded uh, as Patrick to be able to pull it off because uh, mm-hmm. because you're with him during that ride, and 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 you know he he's 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 the he's the 21st er you know in the show, and so he's uh, he's us. He represents us, so that's why it was so risky. I say there are probably people who didn't watch past 309 and hate me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the whole the whole arc, I was thinking, okay, fix this. Okay, they're time travelers. Okay, something will fix this. And then, of course, with the 17 minutes, we saw this whole thing where we we had several incidents go wrong, and yeah. uh, efforts were tried over and over and over again. I'm like, well. And then you had, of course, with uh, the whole, you know, Philip seeing all these different scenarios of different potential courses. And I'm like, what if there is a potential course here where we can undo this horrible nightmare of watching someone we love with all our hearts die? Please, please, gods of television, please, Brad Wright, figure <laughs> chart us a course out of this nightmare. And you did. Well, I, I, I have to admit, um, one of the things that I love about this kind of time travel, which is really uh, a multiverse theory, um, uh, is, is, uh, is, you know, you can imagine other worlds, other, other lives. In Another Life um, was a, the title of an episode of The Outer Limits I did. Uh, and I, actually, I just came up with a story. Somebody else wrote it. But... Um, uh, just, just the thought that um, that you know, if you walk down one path, it, it you know, it's every decision you make leads to uh, another. And I wanted to show the you know, the the, the you know, McLaren and Cat with a baby and 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 uh, you know, happy together and and uh, you know, he really does love her. He genuinely loves her. And and um, and his act, which was I think another. Another thing that I planned from the beginning, um, the uh, uh, find you know coming across the tell by by remembering that moment that that gives them the perfect tell they need. Um, the moment he that that he got called out, the moment that he didn't remember where they met, you know, the moment where she goes, "You're not that man." I mean, that's that's pretty heartbreaking stuff. Um, uh, but he loves her enough to uh, ultimately let her go. I, I thought that was. I thought that was uh, a nice argument. This show is about relationships as much as it's about science fiction, um, and and they are all they're all rooted in relationships. Um, 
uh, and uh, even even uh, Trevor and Grace uh, have a, a, a depth to their relationship uh, that uh, I, 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 I love writing too. And both actors are really, really good at, at, at hinting at it without making it goofy. That's you and the actor or and the writers and actors, of course, really navigated that particular relationship so well because they're it it's so hands off compared to some of the other relationships on the show that a lot yeah. of it is in the words and the tones and their their intonations uh, or affectations maybe is a better word for it. There's a line I put in um, 307 where she says how can i compare how can i compete with three lifetimes oh, and it, and it's idea. just oh yes it's just um it, it's i was i always knew why that the the trevor you know would would rebuff uh, the advances of renee or or couldn't just you know indulge in, in in certain things it's just he's just gone sort of beyond that and uh not in any way that it, it, he's monastic but but it's just you know his uh, his concept of connection is is deeper than i think possibly any of us can imagine i think you're right about that and you have not only okay perhaps less heartwarming but you have the travelers and their relationship with food displayed on screen <laughs> so well and i just really love how you make a point of just touching on it every now and then and how different it is because of course uh, a hamburger or a hot dog is a non-existent thing for them and bring it back to us so that they have not only the relationships with each other but them and their new environment that they're in as well it's not like they just come here and instantly know how to do things <laughs> it was a uh, well they were trained to do it but there's a difference between you know training and, and the real thing and, and uh, especially in season one and, and Eric was really really good at, at continually reminding himself and, and finding moments that weren't even scripted like just looking at, at the blue sky and feeling the, the, the sunlight on his face Yes. Uh, little moments, little moments that we talked about to remind ourselves and the audience, that, uh, uh, like uh, how do you tie a tie? <laughs> I don't know how to do this? Uh, I have to study another knot to, in order to figure it out. Um, and all of those things, just just to remind ourselves, because the theme of this show is obviously uh, we have to we have to these problems are our own and we have to fix them. You can't. Um, we can't expect people from the church to come and, and save us. And so a reminder of what we're, you know, what we have and what we take for granted is, is I think, important. And, uh, and, you know, to go back to Stargate, I, I, I remember saying to the actors in seasons uh, two and three, like, guys, don't forget you're going to other planets. It can't get old. You know, the, the, this is, you, you have to, you, there's, you have to maintain a certain sense of wonder of what the hell it is you're doing. You're not just, you know, oh, well, yeah, we're getting in a spaceship and <laughs> beaming to another planet. You know, it's just, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta remain wondrous because I know the people I know who do these things in, in real life, uh, uh, never lose that sense of wonder. I mean, I, I can only imagine what it must be like to be an astronaut and look down at the planet. That can't get old. And, and so for a traveler to, to have spent most of their lives, uh, you know, eating, uh, 
yeast and and uh, recycled water and and uh, recycled protein, it 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 would be amazing to to you know to see what's a beautiful animal out in the world. To quote a line from season one. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, it's why it's why they cook with uh, all the spices. You know, which spice? All of them. Uh, that was that line. Cracked. My favorite line reading of the show. I'm not kidding. He he. Uh, <laughs> no uh, way. It was his favorite line in the script, and and I was on set for that, and uh, I almost ruined the take because I almost laughed out loud behind the monitor. It was very funny. I laugh every time. I'm in the editing room, and I laugh every time. And and I was looking for other takes to make sure it was the, the best take. They were all perfect line readings. It was it was. Uh, it's so that's so perfectly uh, me finding Eric McCormack's comedic voice. <laughs> that's the teamwork right there. <laughs> well, I I wanted to ask you. Um, I don't want to go too deep into. I mean, a part of me I do want to get into some of the spoilers, but I sort of. Uh, so this is another spoilery moment. Again, for anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't seen season three of Travelers, what's wrong with you? Please immediately go and watch season three of Travelers. Um, Okay, so we have this whole thing where we know that Traveler 001 was responsible for hurting Marcy and putting her in the position she was in uh, so that she would be taken. Uh, Now we know that that won't happen in this new iteration. Uh, now, I'd like to think that uh, from 17 minutes that our team is super important enough to the director that uh, that, you know, he'd want to it would want to, I guess, uh, reconstitute the team in this new timeline. Maybe that's just, uh, you know, wishful thinking on my part, but that's what I like to see. So are you thinking about or considering ways that Traveler Marcy can come back and we can see Traveler Marcy and David again together in some form or uh, I'll, listen I, all I will tell you is that I, <laughs> I, I understand your sentiment and, and, and I agree with it and I have I, I'm not but I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it uh, <laughs> if, if I get the opportunity if there is a season four uh, I, I, I know what you're saying that being said I know what you're saying how, yes. how can we help get season four here's the thing here's the thing i love i love our show and and it's doing well and uh and uh but netflix has become a very very powerful company by by knowing what the numbers are and and if we have enough people watching the show uh and it merits a season four we'll get a season four if we don't, they, you know, they will say, oh, we love you guys, but, and we won't get a season four. Is it really it's, that it's, simple? We just need the numbers of it's, bodies watching? Well, yeah, we need, we need, we need uh, people viewing the show in, in large numbers. And there's no other, there's no other uh, analytic that, that they, that they listen to. Uh, uh, I suppose if if we were a uh, you know a cultural phenomenon they they might but we're not that yet uh, we're we're uh, what's the word so often used on Twitter we're slept on which, <laughs> which which but because and here's the thing and here's why they it's not that they don't care it's that they wanted three seasons because three seasons uh, of a show that that is satisfying is 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 fine for them they you know it's uh, um, it really has to be demanded for. By the audience, and 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 you know, I'm hoping that uh, we be, we become uh, 
demanded and and we get a season four but i'm not going to consider us a failure if we don't uh, because it's it's the way the company operates and and i know my door i know their door is open to me uh for other stuff if if we don't get a season four and and uh and i love working with them so um i, I fingers crossed is where i am and but I, i'm not going to it's not going to um I'm not going to get angry at them if it doesn't happen. They know that uh, I have plans. Let's put it that way. And and they have been uh, very gracious in in, uh, in how they've uh, teed us up. I mean, they they gave us a giant billboard in, in Times Square and and uh, on Sunset Boulevard and and. Uh, and you know these are these are expenses and things that Netflix doesn't normally do because because they have a very very powerful capability of emailing directly to you and saying watch this show. Um, they do probably have the direct email list of anybody anywhere. <laughs> well, but not and not only that, it's not like they're guessing. It's not like they're going, gee, I wonder how many people watch the show. They know exactly how many people watch the show where they watch the show, when they watch the show, how often they watch the show. It's, it's all, the data is all right there. Uh, they don't share it, <laughs> which is frustrating. Super frustrating. Uh, but on the other hand, they don't, they don't abuse it either. That is enormous power in their fingertips that they don't, they don't abuse. They don't say, hey, uh, Brad, uh, uh, so-and-so is, uh, you know, people turn it off when this happens or you need to do this. They, they, they understand that what they have is, is a very powerful tool, but that it, it, could, it could easily be abused. It could, could easily be um, uh, over, overused. And, and then you get the tail wagging the dog to a certain extent. Um, and that's, that's what happens with network television. It's, they're, they're trying to be predictive. And, and, uh, and art is never uh, very good when, when it's trying to say, uh, trying to figure out what the people want. Art is, art is good when artists make it, and, and hopefully the people do like it. Well, um, I can only speak for myself, but I remember just staring at the screen when it was over and if Netflix didn't have that automatic play something else function I probably would have stayed staring at the TV screen for quite a bit longer but instead I told my husband that I would be happy to watch the entire series again with him because he didn't watch it with me the first time around so I guess we'll just have to be part of the numbers of rewatches and and keep our fingers crossed that there are more people like me who just love it to pieces Here's the here's the other thing uh, about that, um, and and, and uh, again, I, I think it's a wonderful thing about Netflix. Like five years from now, uh, it'll be on it'll be on Netflix, and somebody who has never seen the show will stumble across it and watch it and like it. Uh, five years from now, I can I can probably tell you we won't be making the show, <laughs> but it'll still be there, and and it'll be I can say. I, I, I can say, uh, in other jobs I've had, I could say, oh, I used to have a show on whatever network, uh, sci-fi, for many years. Now I can say, for years, I have a show on Netflix, and that's a lovely thing. You know, I mean, even if I'm not making it anymore, I, I, it's still there. You can go watch it. That's true. I, I love that. Well, Will, do we have, a, I guess, a timeline? Do we know, or do you know, uh, like, you'll find out within X amount of time, whether or not it's renewed or how does that work 
they need time to 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 figure it out and and to uh, crunch the data. I mean, I'm sure I, I don't know how it appears on their screens, but I'm sure it's not like yes or no. Uh, they have a- analysis to do, I'm sure, but um, they also know that uh, at some point they got to let us know because uh, uh, you know there are people essentially waiting to hear what their next job is going to be and and. Uh, and so, you know, they're respectful of that as well. Uh, they're not going to drag it on uh, for months, certainly. Uh, I, I would love a chance to do a season four, but um, I, I also need the time to, to, to do it properly. I mean, uh, it, it's not something that just happens. We have to sit with the, the writers and I have to sit and, and they have to hear what I have in mind and either shoot it down or, or run it up and, um, and go from there. I'd like to hear what they have to say. And... Um, then it's the complex uh, mechanism of making a television show. So it's not, I, I'm not going to give you a day. I, and I don't even know if there's a day. Uh, but but uh, they, uh, they're not going to waste time. Let's put it that way. Right. So you get, the, you get the go-ahead for something like this. Do you already have, like, an idea? Obviously, you have ideas for what you want to do. But, like, what, what is the typical timeline for the start of an idea to the completion of a season? Like, how long does that take typically? If there, there's typically. nothing typical, really. I mean, I've I've spent I've taken months uh, to write scripts. I've taken a weekend. Uh, uh, necessity is a huge driver, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and you know a start date is is, is a huge driver. Um, uh, it, it's it's a question of uh, I, I I can be very fast. And and uh, we have a very good team, uh, and season seasons three and two built on season one. Season four, uh, by its nature, is, is is going to be slightly different. But I know I know that a giant chunk of of our creative team love this show. Uh, in fact, to the person, uh, uh, this show isn't mine. This show is ours. Uh, and, and I and I believe that uh, a lot of people on this show have that same sense of uh, of it of it being their show, and and it's, I'm proud of that too. I think that's that's the reason I'm a, a television writer producer and not a novelist. It's, it's a it's a it's something that you collaborate with other people, and and the 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 whole is greater than the sum of the parts when you do it right. Oh, I love that. That's that really is the best way to work when you have folks that all agree it's you know it's everybody's and and it all takes everybody involved to make it happen you can't you know it's not just one person's game right oh absolutely Um, and 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 to pretend it is 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 not going to make very good television to uh, to be perfectly honest no and then you don't want to work with those people in the future (laughs) there's that too there's that too is there do you have something else in the works in your back pocket right now too or are you kind of taking some well-deserved time off while we see um the potential for traveler season four i always am working on something else <laughs> i had a feeling you I've might always, say that. <laughs> uh, i i there's there's uh there's always a, a project or two or three uh, uh some of which uh, get uh pushed aside a little bit and 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 
And then there's there's like one in particular that uh, that's a movie and and uh, that I keep going to when uh, it's like oh oh I got time to work on this. It's this idea I've, I've, I got about a year ago and I just love the idea and I don't know if it'll ever it would ever get made, but I certainly have to write it. And yeah, no, I always have I always have something uh, percolating. Um, it's difficult for me when I have something that I want to do. Like I want to, I need to, I need to get no uh, from Netflix on on a, on future season before I wouldn't devote most of my brain time <laughs> uh, to you know what I mean by I mean I I'm almost always uh, anybody who's married to a writer must uh, probably understands that sometimes you, you you know you're in a conversation but you're really thinking about your story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever dynamic of the show I'm trying to make work in my head. And Travelers is, is very much, you know, I wake up in the morning, uh, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll, I'll think of a Travelers idea. And uh, season four would be a hell of a lot of fun if we ever got a chance. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> you ha- must have just an incredible number of fans over the many years and many hundreds of episodes you have created. Do you have a favorite fan interaction over that amount of time? I tend to try not to be. Uh, I mean, I, I interact on Twitter a lot now uh, uh, with fans, but I, I find sometimes when people are are really moved by by uh, uh, an episode or or, or something, I, I, again, I can't I can't take I can't say it's because of anything I did. It's it's because of it's because of what we all did. Uh, it's because of you know the performers and the director and the and the entire delivery system of of the television show. Uh, so when somebody says you really positively changed my life, I, I I say we did. You know, I feel like we did. The show did. I can't I can't take ownership of that. Um, but I do I do understand that that the science fiction fan especially uh, takes ownership of a show. They they love it. It's theirs. As I get yelled at and and criticized uh, for for decisions that I've made uh, as much as I, I get praise, and so I can't I can't just listen to one. I have to I have to take both with a grain of salt and and recognize it for what it is, which is absolutely 100 percent necessary to to uh, for the show to keep going. We need those those kinds of fans who care that much. There's just no other way uh, we go forward. Well, at the very least. We, Uber and I, are those fans for you. We are going to be on the Twitter front lines <laughs> trying to spread the word. And, and really, honestly, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to uh, be a part of this podcast with us and for all of your contributions, as we now know. Uh, obviously, Stargate and Travelers is not just your baby, but it is that of everybody that has helped put it together and make it work with you. So to you and everybody that you have chosen to work with over the years, thank you for sharing your art and your contribution with us because it wouldn't, it just wouldn't be the same without you. And we really appreciate what you do. Well, thank you very much for letting me talk about, uh, about our show because uh, it's an enormous investment of, of uh, energy and time and, and your life. And, uh, and so when you hear Uh, things like that it it, it makes it worthwhile thank you thanks for listening to another nerks podcast rate us leave us a review on itunes and follow us on twitter at nerks of the hub and let us know what you think 